Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation and you take it from there. Today we will talk about Christian culture. And um, there, when I say Christian culture, it's kind of interesting. I did some research on this, and, and uh, when I did the Wikipedia page, uh, you know, where all facts, are, it um, went into some long, ancient uh, Christian culture ideas and had all the saints and, and different people who um, have contributed to, uh, let's say, liter- literature and theology and so on. But when I talk about Christian culture... <laughs> Being in Oklahoma or in the in the West or United States, um, I'm more talking about Lifeway bookstores. <laughs> Not really, um, but it's the idea that there is there's a, a, a silliness to it um, in that. And as I kind of made some notes, we wear um, Roman torture devices on our T-shirts and on our ears and uh, and sometimes on the butt of our jeans <laughs> and um, and so the cross has become something of a fashion statement in Christian culture and um, so I mean it's easy for me to pick on this when maybe I don't do it but at the same time I'll tell my story is at some point in my faith journey I thought that wearing crosses on around my neck so the world could see as I say this in front of two priests or wearing you know this big cross somewhere or if I went out and got a cross tattoo and and um, whatever that it is that that was me portraying my faith to the world around me and so um you know, and then you immerse yourself in, again, what I'm referring to as Christian culture, where you listen to Christian music and you read Christian fiction, um, EGAD. <laughs> and so, um, and this is a way that we, it feels like in, in the Western, in the West, I'll say, is something that it's more of a consumerism than Christianity. We're buying these things and someone has taken up the, the uh, goal of selling us, you know, crosses that we set here and there and all these different things and these sayings and these, you know, wooden dolls and everything we put around our house. And I have them too. I mean, it's just part of the culture that we're in. And so my question is, what is this, you know, what is this? And what is this Christianity? Is this what we've brought it to? Is this good? Is this bad? Is this healthy, unhealthy? What is this Christian culture that we have created? And um, what are your thoughts about it? So, Tom, I kind of tabbed you to start out first, but that's where we're headed. What are your thoughts? Well, I was really interested to hear Everett start off this conversation. Ooh, he passes the ball back. He shoots. He scores. <laughs> Everett. Uh, well, so I, I think that there has been, in the evangelical church world, there was a distrust of anything that was um, from the wider culture. And there was this real desire to kind of protect yourself from, um, you know, cultural things that might make you impure. 
And so what they did was um, sort of, um, I don't know, segregate themselves from society and just create their own entertainment, you know, world. Um, so they wouldn't be stained by all those heathens that are in, <laughs> in, in the real world. <laughs> so, but this is not new, we need to say. Oh, yeah. Expand on that. It's been going on for a long time. I mean, since the founding of our nation. Um, so you'll have, for example, a good example are the Mormons. Place. Okay. They, uh, they got their own state. I mean, and you see that all through American history, small groups of Christians founding or different sects of Christianity or offshoots, founding their own cities, their own communities, kind of walled off communities, trying to build their own city on a hill, you know, the great, the old American idea, which has a lot of root is rooted in uh scripture that image so it's it's part of it's not just i think there's something different going on today but this is part of americana really hmm. it's part of what drove the westward expansion was trying to find freedom to be yourself to do it your way to to create your own denomination yeah or your own <laughs> sort of purity hmm. so Okay. It see the in and to me, um trying to think how true this statement is. <laughs> um, but the uh first John in the world but not of it is where like all of this Christian culture started or, or came from, I should say. And um because people have taken that and turned it into, well, this is bad. You know, and we've had our uh uh Oh, yeah, we did a music episode. Um, I was thinking about which one it was, but, you know, all this music's bad. If it's not about God, then it's not, then it's bad, you know, and things like that. And uh, when I referenced in the opening uh, the uh, Roman torture devices uh, that something Rob Bell had on some kind of thing, but uh, but it was an interesting point. And um, so we have tried to separate ourselves so that the influence of culture around us would not consume us or that we could be different, just like you said, kind of like the Mormons and things like that. Um, but it feels like the gags on us because now we're just a separate group who will go out and pay any kind of money to be into this culture. And it's just something we're just a, a sellable group now. And so someone can go out who isn't Christian and create all these, you know, knickknacks and t-shirts and whatever else and sell it to us and and we're just christian consumers now <laughs> for christian things yes and that's kind of what's unique about it right now is that the the christian subculture is it's not there is a sense in which it's retreated off to its own thing you know i if you grew up in the evangelical world you have a friend who Grew up going to homeschool and then went to a private Christian college, you know, and has never really, um, who's been in that. It's, you, you can meet people who have never 
existed outside of that subculture, mm-hmm. even though they're right. right in the middle of Chicago, Illinois, for example, or Houston, Texas. So right. for them, that subculture is Christianity. Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking about the Amish, um, and um, there was a show, something Amish, like Turning Amish, or no, that's not it. Um, do you remember? Anyway, these Amish young adults, I guess, left and moved to Chicago was the reality show. Uh, I picked Chicago somewhere, and they gave them a bunch of money and let them go into you know city life. <laughs> I just heard a banjo in my head. <laughs> um, there's shady laugh and um, and and you know they're drinking and smoking and partying and dancing and doing all these things, you know. And it's just that kind of like back into the world of what something they've never experienced, and so which obviously was a shock. And and in that regard, kind of where you may or may not have been heading is when there is such protection around that. And there's like no introduction to the culture around us. I would think that many times when someone is introduced to that culture, they're consumed by it. Um, it's the maybe the teetotaler kind of ideology of like we don't drink, we don't touch drinks, and everyone does is you know bad. I don't know something to that effect. And then that kid goes to college is away from this influence and just goes crazy with alcohol and things like that. Um, I, I kind of think of the same thing of that protective culture when they get outside of it and have the freedoms, they have no practice at choosing something that is, um, let's say moder- moderate in choice. So I, I think one of the interesting things is, is that I think anthropologically, if you look back, um, that sounded so smart, by the way, anthropologically, you. if you look back, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> that. Um, groups which are minority groups, um, those sort of distinct practices and culture become all the more important than when you're sort of the dominant culture. And so one of the weird parts Hmm. about it in, in terms of contemporary America is, is that evangelical Christians have sort of created this, uh, narrative that somehow they're persecuted. And so therefore, they have to create um, a protected subculture when really, um, you know, just historically speaking, it has typically been really, truly small groups of people for whom maintaining their identity and traditions and making sure it carries on is what's really important. Does that, if that makes any sense? Brilliant. So I think... Go. I think the most so interesting thing that's going on right now is the reaction to um, the Christian subculture from a lot of millennials or Gen Xers. So you have you you if you you grew up, you know, creating your own subculture, and then the adverse and what's happening now is those Christians. I've realized you can't impact culture if you're not a part of it. So they are moving to the other extreme, Mm. and they're totally diving into the culture. And they're getting covered in tats. They're opening breweries. (laughs) They're uh, getting in 
and they're you know they're not um, starting bands that are only Christian music. I mean, I I don't think Sufjan Stevens did this, but he was kind of like the first one who uh, who was you could call him a Christian musician, but it was just because faith was a part of his music. And now he's just a mainstream musician. But in the beginning, it felt like uh, a lot of folks were really drawn to his music in the evangelical world when he first started because he was clearly kind of sending that Christian vibe, but he was part of the mainstream culture. But that's... Go ahead. Nope, finish up, finish up. But that's really how it's... I, it's it's kind of a funny caricature of an overreaction, maybe, but um, at the same time, that's it was done. I mean, having grown up somewhat in that subculture for a while, if you look at it, Christianity, I mean, faith should be a part of the culture, um, like Bach, Mozart, uh, Beethoven, these great works of art. Um, of musical art are are Christian pieces of Christian worship. We don't recognize them as that because we've we've forgotten what liturgy is. But or you look at some of the great paintings in history, or it you can't be a part of. And I think that Christian subculture is dying. Okay. Um, you don't see Bible man action figures. The Christian bookstores and the malls are closing. You know. I had a it's, Samson action figure, by the way. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We're kind of talking about a thing that's going away, I think. I um the uh the I don't know how to say his name. Did you say Suvion? Su- <laughs> Sufion Stevens. Sufion, it's Cat's boy, right? <laughs> no. Oh, it's not? <laughs> no. It's not Cat Stevens' son. <laughs> My I never my eldest daughter will get mad at me now because I don't know this, and so will Jay Powell. Um, but um, are you there? <laughs> so, um, moving into the talk about, um, gosh, hold on, I got to make a note because I'll, I'll forget it. Um, that's interesting. I, I wasn't necessarily aware uh, because the culture's moving away. Maybe I don't, I don't pay that much attention to it because if you go into a Mardell's here. All that Mardell's is, and that's a Christian bookstore with the Christian Christian everything, T-shirts, you know, all kinds of things, and uh, knickknacks. As I go back to that word, um, and uh, like Lifeway bookstore was that, and all the Lifeways are closing. Um, and I don't know if it's like it's it's uh, going bigger to now the discount, the larger. <laughs> Well, store. but I mean, also, but I mean, that's also part of a, a wider trend of Amazon. Yeah. Yes, I mean, yes, yes. You yes, can, yes. I mean, Co- Cokesbury, which oh, was yeah. sort of the main mainline bookstore. I mean, it they shut down their, you know, their locations a while back. And it's just, um, so I don't, I don't know that necessarily Lifeway is an example of. I got you. I got you. Good point. Success or failure. Yeah, right, right, of, right. Of the That's what subculture. I just think of, right, when I think of that, yeah. because Lifeway was around here in Tulsa uh, for before anything else was. But um, thinking about the the having faith and, and playing in music, whether it be mainstream or whatever it is, is something that I have, um, I find 
I don't know what the word to use, interesting, inspiring, whatever it may be. Um, one of the, uh, uh, heck, I'll say largest groups right now is 21 Pilots. And their faith, um, the lead singers, is just sown in throughout their music. But it's also something to where he brings awareness to suicide and so many 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 important things that he has just struggled with with himself um i mean he has a song called doubt where he's simply talking about his doubt in god um and uh, it's just in in you know they're at the bok center the other night it's absolutely everything sold out my kids were there and it's an amazing show and it's a beautiful thing because at the same time in my opinion it's not in your face but it's in culture and but it's if you if you want to dig into it, it's there. If not, just enjoy the beat and sing along. <laughs> and um, and I can appreciate that. But that's for me. I appreciate that, of course, because my background and my journey had that all in my face to where now I I, I wish I was done rebelling against it. But now I can turn towards it and appreciate what I had and look to other things that I appreciate of how they're doing and presenting faith in that. And, uh, you know, like I said, there may be people there who have no idea what the guy's faith is and things like that. But if you want to dig into it, it's there. What are your thoughts on, what are your thoughts on, um, you know, I, I'll say this. So, um, do we deem things Christian? Do we say, oh, this is our Christian music and this is our Christian, you know, um, I have to stop there. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Books and things like that. Is it important to separate um, or is it not? Or is it to recognize God is the creator of all and all things, you know, have divine in them, even though we address evil in the world and know it exists. What are your thoughts on that? Do we need to separate this culture? And if so, what does that look like? I don't think we... I mean, I'm reacting to it because I grew up in that. I grew mm -hmm. up in a, a kind of Anabaptist church that had strong roots in being... I think there's a difference between creating a subculture and being countercultural. Good, Sub okay. Expand subculture on that. is just... Say, taking all the attributes of existing culture and baptizing them. So we have just as much consumerism. We have, we d we're not, we still have superheroes. We just have our own superheroes, you know, mm -hmm. Bible man. We still have all, all the music. We have the bookstores. We have, we have, uh, I mean, McMansions. You can have Christian neighborhoods. I mean, Heck, go to Dolly World. You oh, know. I was gonna say the the didn't the no offense to Dolly, the moral but, majority didn't they make a theme park? Yes, and yeah. so that to me that's the problem. The problem is the problem is we don't understand what countercultural really means mm. for for faith to be to impact the culture. It has to be in the culture. Number one. But it also has to be challenging the unhealthy parts of the culture, which, for example, racism. Right. Christians could have, instead of starting their own bookstores, you know, and trying to gain political power, what if we had decided to fight that? Mm -hmm. What if we had decided to fight um, consumerism? 
what if we had decided to fight um, how here in the Bible Belt in this town where we have the one of the largest Christian universities in Oklahoma, we've got a huge homeless population. And uh, a lot of the so-called Christians are saying, well, they need to pick themselves up by their own bootstraps. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear Jesus saying that. <laughs> so being countercultural is different than it's a subculture. That's what I would say is my big point. Okay. Um, you know, one of the things that I had in my mind, um, so there's a great show on HBO called the righteous gemstones (laughs) and it's about this. (laughs) Oh, it's so great. There's, there's this, you know, it's about this family that has, you know, built this mega church and there's, you know, celebrities and all this. And it's, you know, but, but, but underneath all that, um, is it, it, you know, there's, um, there's a story, um, I think it's um, Adam. Was it Adam Devine's character? Um, yeah, um, has sort of rescued this guy from a Satanist culture, and you know, I mean, I, I, I th- there's a part of me that wants to say, yes, there are probably things that are not good for us to consume um, because it shapes our desires, but I, I. I think that the wider um, evangelical culture has misunderstood that to mean that anything that is not explicitly Christian is somehow um, not bad. <laughs> bad, right, right. And and things that are um, Greg Garrett, um, who um, was on faculty at, at seminary when I was there, and has spent a lot of time. <clears throat> talking about, excuse me, talking about the inner linking between culture and Christianity and how we can find um, the gospel in unlikely places. And he says, you know, the problem is, is that Christians sort of just created this little Christian ghetto and our story wasn't getting out because nobody except for ourselves was listening to it. Hmm. And so he says that what Christians have to do is produce good, good art, good music, good stories, good films. And don't call it Christian. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, God's not dead. It's it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> um. So is there? Do you? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I, I want to ask this question, but I don't know if it's a good question or not. But do you go out and 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 create music? Let's just say this, okay? I'll just be. So do you create music, as you just said, create art that is is a uh, has faith wrapped through it, and but you don't call it Christian. I mean, what is it? What so? What do you do as a musician? I mean, do you go? You play in the church or whatever you do. So. What is someone who is artistic and creative, or, or not that everyone isn't? What do you do with that? What's what's your thoughts? What's your recommendations on doing that in the world? You don't slap the Christian label on and go out and, you know, I'm going to save people, or do you? What what are your thoughts on that, Tom? Does that question make sense? I don't know. It feels open ended. So what do we do? Yeah, what do you do um, with your creativity? And your artistry and your musicianship and things like that. I feel like someone's putting a lead rope on a horse. 
Whenever it's getting ready to ride to work. Oh, is that it? Gotta yeah. Hitch up the wagon. <laughs> I I think you know all of you listeners who live out in the East Coast or the West Coast. It's pretty rural still here in Oklahoma, and we have rider horses and wagons, you know, around right. and stuff. Um, yeah. I think that you just be honest. Mm, I mean, okay. Okay. faith involves the real world. It should involve the real world. Right. And uh, like we got this series coming up of, from a, a local theater professor, one of our members is going to do a series called Faith and Film on Wednesday nights. Mm, cool. It's not a bunch of Christian films. Right. It's just films where you can see faith, right. you know? And, and so just be creative and don't, we don't, don't think you have to um, only market to, you know, the evangelical convention. Um, <laughs> okay. There should be power. There's, there's power in creativity. God gave you that, right. That ability. It's God given. So, and it, just playing a piano and playing so-called secular musical or classical music is glorifying God. Um, we don't have to separate Christ from culture. Christ, God made us in God's image, and so and we're naturally culture makers, and so it's it's not a bad thing. Right, right. That's uh, I yes. Um, and that's that's kind of what I have moved into from a place of you can't listen to this because it's it's bad, you know it's from the devil, uh, which again we talked about in that music episode. But it is all um, we are co-creators with God, you know, and that we are continually creating, and it can be it can be good or bad that we create. And so, um, as you said, the the counterculture here, whether it be we're creating ways to. Um, clean our oceans, right, as opposed to creating ways of polluting our oceans um, right. or water or whatever it is. And that's the choice we have is we can we're going to create. It's which type of creation are you doing? So we don't have to have Christian cleaning oceans. We can just clean the ocean. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And so um, and I think that um, what I hear, too, um, is recognizing the, the divine in all of creation. And when you say that, my head immediately jumps to a scene of a forest with birds flying around and things like that. And I don't, yes, recognize it in nature, but also recognize the divine in your own music, in the own book you're reading, in the own painting you're either painting or looking at or watching or whatever it is. Recognize the divine in the creation that is human standing next to you or around you. And not putting people in a box like, man, I mean, I wish it's so human of us to do because I do it all the time is categorizing or judging, labeling, um, as it says, thou shall not judge. Um, and that's what we do. We say, oh, that person's not Christian. Nope, that person's Christian. Nope, that, what if we saw the d divine spark in them and we didn't have to label? Um, whew, let me know. Give me a shout whenever you figure all that one out. But that's something definitely to work towards, um, indeed. All right, let's kind of wrap this up. Any final thoughts, uh, Everett, from your side? No, no. Okay. Um, Tom, from your side? 
I think we've said everything that can be said on this. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, right. We have. <laughs> you all have nothing to think about past this <laughs> point. All right, let's go corny. What is, give it some thought, the most corny Christian thing you have ever seen or played with or listened to? <laughs> In Christian culture, um, I would say the um, the Christian T-shirts, yeah, that look like you know that play off of uh, real brands. Oh, I the yes, nice, nice. There's one with a Levi's or maybe a Coke or something like that. That yeah. is huge, like. Yeah. I don't know, 25 years ago or something. I mean, maybe it's still around now, but yeah, the, um, oh, and there's, it seems like there was a Levi's one. That's funny. Good one. Well done. Well done. Tom. So I feel really bad for saying this, but (laughs) because it's so, it's kind of pre Christian subculture and, or just the beginning of it so much so that it's almost cool because it's so weird and retro now. Yeah. But I'm thinking of Striper. Yeah, you took my answer. You stink. <laughs> I don't know what that is. You don't? To hell with the devil. They were like a hair band from the eight, a Christian hair band. Okay. That's going to sound so, awesome. Okay. They, now I have I'm like sorry, the glam I'm sorry rock I missed look. them. I have a confession to make now. <clears throat> I used to skateboard on my back patio while listening to Striper. There, oh, I've said it. Go ahead, Google it up, people. Google up Striper. They all wear... Why did they wear yellow and black, I wonder? It was like they looked like bees. But yeah, so it was hairband, 80s, Striper, and they had a song called To Hell With The Devil. And it was my... There you go. That was my culture telling me this is the music I'm supposed to listen to. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you know, so I, I, I since Tom kind of took my answer... <clears throat> I've seen Christian Monopoly. Um, you know, uh, Everett Yours was a good one too as well. But I have to go back to my Samson action figure, which I would take the leftover paper towel rolls and I would put Samson's hands on them because he was blind and he would push them down and the temple would fall and all the Philistines would die. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, toys. And so um, I, I have to say that, but now that I have actually read and understood more about what Samson was and what he represents, um, you look back and it's like, they gave this as a power action figure or a He-Man or whatever it is and expected me to, you know, use this Samson as a toy. It just, it cracks me up. It really does. Uh, fun discussion. It really was. Um, thank you all. And thank you for everyone for listening and um, countercultural. It doesn't mean that we look at everything in culture and deem it, label it evil or wrong or not Christian or not divine, but it's instead looking around at culture, being counter-cultural, but also reckon, recognizing the divine in it. Um, we don't always have to be negative or against. We can just see things for the beauty of what they are and how they were created and continue to create alongside God so that our world can continue to move to a place of heaven on earth. 
Thank you for joining us. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at at FunDrainPod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.